What is the biggest problem affecting your PDR business? What is the one thing holding you back from taking the next step? What do you need to change to get the business growth you want? All these questions have the same answer. It's your mindset. My name is Corey Kleinfeld, and this is the PDR Coach Podcast, where I coach you on mindset around yourself and your PDR business. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the PDR Coach Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Michael Glidewell. Michael runs a very successful PDR company out of Southern Indiana. In addition to that, he actually co-owns and runs the Dent Mate app, which I'll talk about today in the episode. And he hosts the RWO PDR podcast as well. So he is a little bit, does a little bit of everything. He has a wealth of knowledge in all areas of PDR and it's a pleasure to have him on. Welcome to the show, Michael. Man, Corey, thank you, man. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, um, I, I, I always start the podcast episode this way. People already know the first question I'm going to ask because I'm always intrigued by it. We, we were just talking before I hit record here. Uh, it's a weird little niche we're in. It, it, you can be it super is. successful, make a lot of money. It's super random, dude with a bunch of metal tools. How <laughs> did you find this niche of PDR? To begin well, with. Well, Corey, I can answer that in two different ways. The first way I'm going to tell you how I found this weird little niche is hard work and going the extra mile led me to this. Oh, um, I, you know, I started from the bottom. I mean, most people, well, I consider the bottom and uh, worked my way up to this, man. I took a long road to get to where I'm at now. Uh, a lot of guys now get, get trained pretty quickly and yep. hit the road and start working. I took the long route because I didn't know about it back then. So, you know, but that's how I got in this weird little niche. <laughs> what, what year? What, when was that? What year? Well, I, uh, okay. All right. We'll start from the beginning. I, uh, I started, I dropped out of college when I was 20 and I, uh, I was studying to be an architect, uh, but I loved cars. So it was my passion. So me and a buddy who was in body shop, we started a customizing paint shop in 2000 or 1996. And, uh, we started doing that. We didn't know what we were doing. Uh, we rented a garage. We were doing these custom paint jobs. We weren't really doing collision work. And uh, he taught me a ton. Uh, I learned a lot. Uh, business was good then. I lived with my parents. It was easy to, you know. Yeah, easy <laughs> we to make a, Yeah, we weren't making a lot of money. But it was, it was fun. We did. We worked hard. We did work really hard. It just, we didn't know a lot about business then. We were very, you know, new to it, new and young. And and uh, so, anyways, we uh I had to get a a second job and uh, to, to pay my bills. Uh, really, I, buy, I bought a house. Yeah, I bought a house um, prior to that the second job. I bought a house and couldn't. I was barely paying the mortgage with the with the shop. So, I uh, I went to uh, work at Applebee's. <laughs> oh, I so, saw that on Facebook the other day that you said. Yeah, that. yeah, That's uh, awesome. that, it's it's kind of emotional for me to talk about Applebee's. Yeah. I know it's, I know it's just a silly restaurant. It's, uh, yeah, no, but it's but I spent ten years of my life there, man, and and yeah. um, I did it as a second job. Like working two jobs for ten years was was challenging, uh, mentally and physically. I know, and it was a fun job. Don't get me wrong, but it was. It was hard, man. I mean, and so anyways, I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. So the shop, I ended up leaving the shop, uh, just wasn't making enough money, uh, walked away from it. Uh, me and my business partner, we're still, and I'm not even going to call him that, we're friends. Uh, he's in the PDR industry as well. His name is David Abney, shout out. That's awesome. And uh, Dave lives down in Florida and we're still really good friends. We were just young, you know, didn't know what we were doing. Well, I got a lead at Applebee's. I was a bartender there and uh, 
I got a lead from a guy who said, Hey, uh, there's a dealership down the street hiring. Do you need a day job? And I said, Oh man, sure. And, you know, went down and applied and, um, to kind of describe how this transition was having your own custom paint shop and being the cool cat kid in your neighborhood or been in the the town, you know, looked up to very well respected. Well, I went to work for a dealership and the day, first day when they hired me, uh, they gave me a cardboard box and a tool to go pick up trash out front. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. You're talking about humble pie, big, big slice of humble pie. So, uh, I went out and, uh, I, I I hate to even say this. I used to get there early in the mornings and put a hoodie on in the summer so nobody would see me. So I'd go out there and pick my trash up and you know, it, it, and, it, and I washed cars. That's what they hired me for. They basically I was a lot attendant. Yeah, a lot of yeah, that, for sure. Yeah. And I and I in any job I've ever done, I've always worked my way to the top um somehow or another or found my way to the best parts of the job. And that was not the best part. That was the entry level. <laughs> and so uh I was, I had, I had some collision skills and they had a body, they had two different locations. This dealership did. And the second location had a body shop and they found out I was down there working and they said, if he can do body work, we want him here. So they transferred me, got me out of that crappy job, you know? And uh, so I'm working for the same company when I went down there and got in the collision center. And the first year I, uh, I struggled a little bit cause I'd never done collision work. I did customizing, you know, custom paint work, <laughs> yeah. a different, big, different, you know, different oh, world, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. you know. For sure. And uh, so anyways, after about a year working so hard, showing that the manager, how you know, uh, just showing him my work ethic and doing the extra, staying late, getting there early. He uh, he said, Mike, I want to talk to you. We had a meeting uh, and he said, uh, have you ever heard of paintless dent repair? And I said, no, man, I've never heard of it. And uh, I honestly didn't. And he uh, he said, well, listen, we'd like to send you to school to teach you. I said, OK, man, that sounds great. You know, so about month later they flew me out to kansas city kansas a uh, paintless dent repair place called pdq and uh, a gentleman named terry siegel ran that and uh didn't know you know obviously i didn't know anything about pdr and now now i come to find that terry siegel's well known in our industry via kevin bird and uh so he was my trip, my teacher and, uh, went there for a week, you know, did the normal sit, sit at the hood, fix quarter size dent, you know, did, did some, uh, door dings before I left. And, uh, I picked up on it pretty quickly. I wasn't, uh, still took me a long time to learn, but I, you know, I was fairly good at it when I first started. So I go back to the body shop and of course the dealership has smash work ready for me. You know, when I get back from school with my tools, perfect, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, uh, anyways, we, uh, I, I how I learned, uh, I basically fixed used cars for like two years with, with no, you know, I got paid for it. So I was ch- chewing up cars and yeah, learning, them up, yeah. teaching myself. Yeah. Well, to kind of backtrack the week after I got back from school, this is relevant for now. <laughs> uh, there was a guy standing in my stall waiting to talk to me and he had his arms crossed and I walked into work one day and uh, he said, are you Mike Gladwell? I said, yeah, that's me, man. And he goes, uh, heard you're trying to be a dent man. And I said, excuse me. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, man, I just went to school. I'm just trying to learn. He goes, he started, he started laughing. He said, man, I'm just messing with you. He goes, <laughs> he goes, I'm the local dent guy. I do the car lot here. And I said, oh, okay, man, cool. You know, I didn't under, I thought he was going to kick my ass. But, <laughs> and his name is Tim. And he said, uh, he goes, listen, man, I'll do you solid. He goes, uh, we're here every Friday. If you want to come outside, I'll show you, uh, show you some stuff. You know, every Friday, roll your tools out there and we'll help us. Tim who? uh also I'll, I'll say it at the end okay all right <laughs> tim this guy named tim real nice guy super cool uh every friday we go out and he'd usually have a guy with him or he'd be by himself he 
he kind of took me under his wing, trained me a little bit, you know, showed me some stuff. Um, you know, he, and then about eight weeks went by eight straight weeks. We worked together. He gave me a phone call and he said, Hey man, I'm, we're, I'm done with this lot. Um, it's a, we're done. You know, he said, uh, we're, we're moving on to a bigger lot. It's all yours, Mike. And I'm like, Holy shit. <laughs> okay. You know, so I, I, I'm employed there. So I do the lot and I'm working. Well, I ended up doing the uh, dents there for about six years. I was there nice. a total of seven years and uh, stayed with the collision, still did collision, you know, kind of did back and forth, did a yeah. combo. And uh, anyway, so in 2008, as we all know, the, the great year of uh, the recession, <laughs> uh, our dealership decided they're going to downsize and they cut about 30 of us, service department, body shop. Um, yeah, it was tough, man. It was, you know, getting that after you work somewhere for seven years. And by the way, I quit Applebee's in 2006. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot Perfect. to mention that. I was doing both of those. I was doing dents and uh, dents, body work, and slanging drinks at night. So yes. that's what I did. Anyways. Hustling. So 2008 came. I lost my job. And working two jobs for 10 years and busting your ass, uh, unemployment for two weeks was torture. And yeah, I was like, no, no, this ain't for me. Um, I tried to play professional poker. I tried to do everything you think of. I just wanted, I went look for a job. It was hard to find a job in 08. A lot of people were laid off and it oh, was yeah. tough. Well, I, I decided I was going to call Tim up and I was like, gave Tim a phone call and I thought he'd moved away. He answered the phone and he said, Hey, I remember you, man. What's up, Mike? You know, say, Hey man, he goes, uh, dude, I am so busy right now. Pack your tools and meet me at my house. That's like, awesome. Okay. So I go out there and he, uh, we load up the truck and this is old, this is 2008. So things were a little different for PDR back then. And, uh, I loaded my tools in his truck. We drove to Bloomington, Indiana. That's two hours from where I live. And, uh, he said, I hope you get used to driving buddy. Cause you're going to be coming up here every week. <laughs> I said, <laughs> okay, I didn't care. You know, I was going to work. So, uh, anyways, man, we, uh, you know, uh, as of 13 years, we are now business partners. So Tim is my business partner. So his name is Tim Boyd. That's so, awesome. Shout out. Yeah. How cool is that? Did you start as business partners or did you start working we, for him? No, I started working for him yeah, for uh, sure, in 2008 yeah. and yeah. 2010. He, uh, we, we knew it was coming and he had offered me a 50% partnership with a buy-in. That's so, awesome. and it was probably the best thing I ever did for myself was yeah. uh, do the, that. So the, it's those kind of stories that mm -hmm. I just, I love, I love to hear kind of why I started doing the podcast and mm -hmm. kind of why I asked that question. How'd you find this weird little niche PDR? Because mm -hmm. Man, working two jobs, working as a dent guy, getting severely underpaid, I would assume. <laughs> oh, after dude, 20 bucks, <laughs> 20 bucks a car, Corey. 20 bucks a car. Yep. Start at what employed. <laughs> yeah. Employed yeah. 20 bucks a car. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, and so yeah, severely underpaid, especially as you got good. Mm -hmm. Um, that's cool. Actually, that's not bad that they paid you per car, honestly, instead of per hour. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, that's I actually, actually not terrible. I actually did okay. I did okay because I mean, yeah, 20 bucks could be a dime dent, but then they would right. get something bigger in. And, and if would, as yeah. you got better, you actually yeah. potentially can make more money instead of getting more screwed because a lot, what a lot of times happens, they pay you per hour and you get better and better. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you're fixing more cars for less money, essentially, right. per car. Right. So not the worst deal I've ever heard of, but still severely no. underpaid. You wouldn't work yeah. today for 20 bucks a car. No, no, no. We would, that would be very frowned upon. Yeah, all. for sure. <laughs> um, but I love those kind of stories because, yeah. you know, starting from where you were working two jobs, doing drinks at night, all that stuff to where you are today, where you run a mm. successful PDR business. You have an app that helps a lot of people in this industry mm -hmm. want to run an industry specific podcast as well. 
Thank you, man. And that's awesome. I love, I love seeing that stuff. So you, you basically, you took what could have been a, was one of the worst times in memory for most people today. If you're under 40, that, that was the worst period of time you've lived through, in my opinion, bro, as an bro, adult, oh, wait have- to 10. Bro, you have no idea. I actually, I mean, you talking about the world coming to an end. I mean, I and I, believe me, when I tell you this, a lot of people have it way worse. And I'm not trying to, you mm-hmm. know, shadow people. You know, I went through a breakup, almost lost my house, yeah, lost my job. I mean, it was tough, sure. man. And when you're yeah. used to being on Easy Street for seven, eight years, you it it, yeah. it hits you quick, man. Everyone has that story mm-hmm. through any difficult like COVID mm-hmm. has their everyone has their own stories of how it's affected their life, whether justly mm-hmm. or unjustly. You could mm-hmm. argue that, but same with 08 and 09. Like I graduated, I actually graduated college in 09, had this whole life plan figured out, right? I was going to do this and go get this job. And then I come out of college trying to get a job in the worst market <laughs> in the last however many years to try to get a job. I can right? imagine that. So, yeah. you know, that's my own. I didn't, I didn't lo- almost lose my house in marriage, but mm. uh different type of thing. Like I'm ready. To, I got, went to college ready to start my life and I'm like, yeah, no one's hiring anybody. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was a tough time, especially and, brand new people, right? It's like no one wants to do how, that college. I, I mean, shit. how know? fortunate was I to find PDR during that time period? I mean, right. yeah, I walked right into a goal. We had a hailstorm in 08 up yeah. there. That, it was like weird. It was like I'd never seen hail before. It, it, what I learned and what I saw, the kind of money I made, it was yeah. unreal. You were like, I mean, what is yeah. this? Yeah. So, pretty yeah. awesome, man. So, so you go, that was an 08. You said you went with him. How, how did that work? So you said you skipped a lot. You're like, Oh wait, you go work for Tim 2010. Yep. He offers you a partnership. Yep. Obviously you had to show up and perform and give some, uh, reason for him to have you buy in as a partner for those people that are out there that are working for somebody that want to potentially do more, maybe, maybe don't want to go start their own business, but maybe partner with the person they're working for. What advice do you have for them to try to try to go that direction? Like what did you do? It's kind of like what I said in the beginning, man. It's like just doing that extra, extra to, you know, like stay later, get there earlier, uh, Mm -hmm. fix that extra dent, make that dent look its best. Those little things will add up. I promise you, uh, you know, for me, don't you have like an easier way? (laughs) <laughs> i wish man i wish there was an easier way i know right uh, easy button but i mean you know a lot of a lot of it is your work ethic man that's mm-hmm. how i got that's even how i even got here i mean it's you know it, when i was working at applebee's i'm cooking french fries and, and chicken fingers when i started there i wasn't a bartender what day one yeah they uh i was there i was like the only employee in history that ever worked in the kitchen for six months and became a bartender <laughs> Because the only yeah, one in history. Bar, bar, yeah, well, crazy. bartender bartenders were that's that was a prestigious job back in then. You know, back then because oh, it was sure. cash. Yeah, I mean, I made ten times what I made in the kitchen out there, and and you know that to be pushed and forward in front of a lot of servers who were wanting that job that says a lot. But because and mainly they wanted me out there because I cleaned the bar. I'll clean the bar really good, and I was good with people. And they, uh you know, that's I mean, that's just one in Sloan. Suzuki with what I worked at that was the same way man I was in I was picking up trash and mm-hmm. but I, I man I cleaned the cars the best I could I picked up the trash I you know nothing anything they needed I'd done I didn't bitch or whine about it I just did it and that got me a job in the body shop you know and that was mm-hmm. you know it's just one step after another man every time you you know push forward and if like you see your question if you know if you're if you're working for someone yeah man always think that you know, one day there's a potential partnership or, or, you know, there it's always out there, man. There's always, everything grows, you know, 
and you can always uh, expand on things. You know, I, I think I'm I'm a believer that you actually have to act like that person before you are that person. So like, mm-hmm. if you want to be a part owner or you want to be some sort of manager in your company or, or whatever it is that you're striving for, I feel like you have to act like that person before you actually are. So you got it. Like you yeah. said, you got to, you were just doing that. You were doing the dance and the body work, but you were also picking up trash, cleaning cars. You were doing that. You were doing what a manager type of person would have done before you were that. So I assume yeah. when, you, before you came the owner or co-owner with mm-hmm. Tim, you were acting like an owner. You're like, Hey, what about this idea? Hey, what about this marketing thing? Hey, what about we tried this as a dealership? Hey, I sold to mm-hmm. this place and we got this account. You were doing all that stuff and you maybe didn't get paid specifically to do that. You're getting paid okay. to fix dents, but you are acting like an owner and you act that much like an owner it's hard to not think, well, shit. I mean, maybe this guy, this guy should probably be who he's acting like. You know? I think, I think Tim saw it in the beginning when we started yeah. working, how business minded I was and mm-hmm. how I was there. I showed up. I was always yeah. there on time. I never called in sick. I, you know, I just, I, I, that's just me, man. It's work ethic. And that's just, you know, that's, that's the path to, for success. I mean, yeah. And that's a, that's a, it's a learned trait. I, I do believe that you don't have to be born. No one, I mean, literally no one's born that way <laughs> as, as small children, babies, right? Like we, it's a trained, it's a trained habit. Like looking around, what can I do? What value can I add? How can I help? How can I get there earlier? How can I stay later? How can I do the, I go the extra mile, all that stuff. Right. And I think as, as in general, in our world, that seems to have be gone, Right. I've, right. I've been guilty of that in different periods of my life where I expect other expect things instead of just going and doing them before uh, I was told to before that was my responsibility. And if there's anything I learned in life, man, showing up and doing that stuff and being that person beforehand gets you gets you those places that you want to go. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, absolutely. And um, not like, oh, you when you make me the co-owner, then I'll do that for you. Right. You know? That doesn't well, work he, as well. Well, he, you know, he, you know, he, he given up, he's had to, he's been doing dents for over 25 years. I mean, he's yeah. been doing, he's from the old school and he, yeah. you know, he didn't know, he don't understand a lot of this stuff. Like, uh, you know, dent mate was, was foreign to, it. you know, he didn't under, like when we, we brought dent mate into our business um, and he, he, it was weird for him. You know, he was like, Oh, I'm pen and paper, you know? Yeah. And, got my and, carbon copies. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's like that. And, and, uh, these new tools like standliner tools or whatever, you know, whatever. He's just like, Oh man, what is that? You know? <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, you know, and, and we've really, since 2010, we have really expanded. Um, I mean, we are now servicing over 60 accounts. Uh, we have body really? shops. Yeah. We're mainly body shops. Uh, we do, we do probably 10 dealerships. Um, we're doing and we're, retail. I'd say if we do a percentage, I'd say we do about 60% body shop. So I'd say 30% dealership and maybe 10% retail. And, uh, that's, that's pretty much our, our business and, uh, it's grown a lot and it's not stopped. I mean, it's just, you know, yeah, we're not even, trying to grow, but it's just, it happens when you, when you do good work and the word gets out, it just happens. You know? And it's just you and Tim. No, we have, I actually have, it's me and him, three other guys. Uh, I hired a guy named, I'll, I'll say their names, uh, Ian Baumgartner from Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, trained him 10 years ago. He's still with us. Uh, great guy. That's awesome. Also got Cody Stout. He's been with us 11 years. Uh, he started with us when he was 21. Uh, wow. Good kid. And then I got hired Mr. James Bernard. Uh, you guys probably seen him on Facebook. And yeah, he's uh, around. <laughs> he's uh, he's coming along. He does wheel repair and dents. And uh, he's doing a great job too. So yeah, that's awesome. Proud of my guys. I like, I like him. 
Okay. So a little tangent on this, because that's, it's a subject that is, is um, worthy of talking about. Sure. How do you keep guys around for 10 plus years? You pay them. <laughs> that's it. That's not you pay, it. You pay that's them not the well, only thing. You don't treat them like they're employees. You treat them like they're your equals. And that's, that's a secret, man. Yeah, so. that is, mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. But why, like, why don't business owners want to do that though? I think a lot of them, it's uh, maybe it's power trip or maybe you just feel like that I own the business and Mm -hmm. I should do this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like I've learned and listening to other podcasts, not not PDR ones, but other uh, learning about how to run businesses. You know, I listen to, you know, I'll I'll say I listen to Andy Frisella. I listen to Entree Leadership. I listen to a lot of them and I learn a lot from these uh, these guys on on these podcasts. And, you know, and and some of it's natural. Some of it's just I'm just like treat people equally, you know, and it's just, you know. And I'm, I'm willing to bet that even as the owner, um, you're, you don't go home on Friday at two o'clock every time, every no, week. No, I, <laughs> you're I, not I that owner. <laughs> you don't work though, because Corey, then you wouldn't have the business you have. If you, if you stopped being that person that you are, you, you, I, I couldn't do it if I tried, man. Yeah. I, I actually, like as of now, like I used to, I used to love watching Netflix. I haven't watched Netflix. I couldn't yeah. even tell you last time. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of it is, it's just, man, you got to put the time in. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, literally we'll tell the story last, last uh, Tuesday, here I am texting Corey, I'm supposed to be on a show <laughs> and I'm working late and I'm worried that I ain't going to be, be, be able to be on the show. And I'm like, Corey, man, I'm hurrying. He goes, Mike, it's next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Today was no different. I literally got my computer loaded up 10 minutes before, you, before we started recording. Yep. And it's, it's that it's just the way it is, man. For sure. You know? No, oh, I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So when did you mention Dentmate um, okay. with Tim? When did that idea come about? And how was the creation of that? I mean, okay. of that app. Just talk about, you know, when the thought happened, like, oh, I got to make a. Well, okay. I can kind of talk about that. It's kind of yeah. funny. It's similar. It's similar than when you had Eric Garvey's on your show. Yeah. I was listening to that episode and uh, I, I, Eric's a great guy. And mm-hmm. uh, it's funny, the timeline of, of, of mobile tech rx and dent mate it's kind of funny um they uh see back in the day i went to mte i've been in i've been to 10 mtes in a row and one of my main things that i was looking for was software and we had some good ones back in the day uh they were ahead of their time and they were they were great you know but they just didn't do what i wanted them to do you know and i and i just and i i'm i was looking for something more simple and easy to use and that's kind of what i was looking for and I tried a couple of them and they were fine. Uh, you know, one let me down. I don't mention names, but one let me down. And, and I, I just, uh, I said, man, this is, this is crazy. We don't, this was before mobile tech RX was in existence before Mm -hmm. Detonate was in existence, obviously. And, uh, and I was just like, man, we need something, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm having, I'm, it's any, any idea, you know, you're at a bar having a beer with a buddy and you know, napkin. You know, we're, talk, we're, we're napkin, we're talking, <laughs> Ken gets out, he happens to be an IT specialist. And, oh my gosh. And, so and, I, and I'm, and I'm talking and his name is Brad, by the way, he's my business, Brad Anderson. He's my business partner with Dentmate. Yeah. And uh, we were talking and, and I said, Brad, man, you wouldn't believe this industry. It's, it's a billion dollar industry. And we have, I don't have anything that works. And, and he was like, dude, I can totally we can, man, we can I gotta make, I gotta make this in my sleep. How many, he goes, how many guys are in this industry? So I brought him to MTE uh, in 15 and we saw mobile tech RX booth up 
we had already started building detonate. So that kind of gives you an idea of, sure. you know, and uh, so we went there and, and, you know, we kind of, kind of, kind of checked their stuff out and we checked out another one and there was another one there. We just kind of looked around and, and he said, he said, I think, I think I've got an idea. You know, I said, I think, you know, we ought to keep it simple. I said, I think that's should be our niche in this niche market. And, and I was like, okay. So anyways, I helped him, you know, I designed it and built it. He, he built it. Uh, we have another guy named uh, Brandon Gaddy's. Uh, he's our third guy. I've only got, it's only three of us in Detmate, by the way. Nice. And uh, we, we usually, we usually get help overseas to help us with stuff. And uh, anyways, we, uh, we, we built the app and when the first version came out, it was a little bare bones, you know, it was pretty, pretty basic. Uh, first mobile tech expo was in 2016. I was a nervous wreck uh, <laughs> having a booth. I remember my first customer was from Russia and uh, he came up to me right when the doors opened and he talked my head off for an hour and a half. And uh, I broke out in a cold sweat and had to go outside for a minute. <laughs> wow. That's, that was very nervous. But you did it anyways, though. Yeah, that's the yeah. key right there. After I got through him, everything else was gravy, man. So I, we, uh, we did really well. Our first uh, MTE, we shocked a lot of people. Nobody knew who we were. And uh, we kind of came out and, and then uh, 16, 17, it was tough, man. I ain't gonna lie. We started out, uh, we didn't realize, you know, Mobile Tech RX was out there. And then there was another one. There's another competitor out there as well. And we yeah. didn't realize that, you know, the competition had gotten stiff since I was looking for software. For so sure, we, yeah. so we, we had a little tough time, but we started growing and we started growing. We never stopped. We kept, we kept grinding. We did version two, which came out and it was really slick and nice. People loved it. Uh, we listened to our customers. Our customers gave us feedback, what they wanted. And, uh, and we thank all those guys that helped us in the beginning. And, and, uh, now, uh, as of 2020, we doubled our subscribers last year and nice, we're doing, yeah, I, I didn't see that coming. I, That's I know, amazing. You know, and, and we also uh, built the app for Australia. We had didn't made a U out. So the Australians reached out to us and we had a handful of guys that needed, they said they didn't have any software over there. They're using, American software for their industry or their insurance companies over there. And they're not accepting it because of the terminology. So uh, they, they definitely had a problem need to be filled. So we, we built a dent made AU. Um, Unfortunately we built dent made AU and launched it during COVID. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) When they, when they shut down the whole continent. Yeah. So that it was very (laughs) slow starting out. I was like, geez, these guys can't even fix dents right now. So why would they subscribe? (laughs) So anyways, it's starting and and this, this winter we're hoping to hit see that spike up. No, we're doing well there. Don't get me wrong. It's doing decent. But um, we, we hope this summer they have a good hell season. They'd had no hell last year. So that's probably but, good. It's probably good for you. But good timing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then made, yeah, it's, it's definitely been the most, one of the most challenging things I've done in the industry, but um, it's definitely been so worth it. Um, we're doing That's great. Awesome. It's, it's doing great and we're happy and, you know. So I think, I think the lesson there, um, when I think about like the multiple platforms that it came out simultaneously, mobile tech RX, yours and the other one um, pretty close to simultaneous. I mean, they're, you know, 25, 20, three, four, five years. I mean, yeah, 23 years of the PDR industry, billion dollar industry, and no one has a software, even though other industries have, have had software for 10 years and right, we did. Right, right. And then all of a sudden three come at once, bam, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is so true about human nature and about, and if you look at the history of the world, it's so funny that this works this way. So I don't know how many years ago it was three years ago or four or something. I had this idea that I told to a buddy um, about a, a uh, turning the little plastic wedges into lights so you can see down into doors. Right. And I'm not, I'm not 
I don't build tools. So I was like, someone's going to come up with this. I'm not, I, for right now, I'll just use a flashlight because I don't really care to create tools. I don't really want to focus on that. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, is that like probably around the same exact time that I told him that the other, the other two lights or maybe three were probably being talked about at that point. And then a year, year and a half later, they actually came out with them. So it's funny to think, <laughs> it's funny to think how the, the, like the time frame of mm-hmm. where the industry is and what's available and all that stuff. These ideas happen simultaneously. And so I've read several history books and yep. it's funny that like archeologists have actually found very exact similar tools from homo sapiens across the world is, in similar timeframes. Have you ever heard nuts. that? It's that's, crazy, right? Yeah. So like someone created a, you know, like a, a hatchet, a, a chopped up rock that's sharp attached to a piece of wood or something, and all around the world, the same time frame. Um, that all got and they couldn't obviously communicate with each other back then, they didn't right, know. Right. And so, fascinating, it's always blown my mind. And so, if you have an idea, the point being, if you have an idea or you think it's a unique idea or you just created it, it it's not unique. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> thought of it, someone <laughs> else is thinking of it, probably mm-hmm. potentially right now. Um, so if you're going to do it, go like, yeah. go get started, well, make it happen because well, you're not I, the only person who thought that I, I can be honest with you though, about when putting dent made out, I was a nervous wreck because honestly, we all I didn't are, want, dude. like, well, it's, it was that it was the acceptance of the industry, you know, okay. and I, I didn't know at first I thought, man, I was trying, my, my intentions were good. I wanted to put it out to help people. I do want to make money off of it. I can't lie about that. You got to make money. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, Unless you that can't is, do it. Yeah. You can't be ashamed of that, but it's. <laughs> But it's, uh, you know, I was, I was, you know, we're, we're dead brothers and sisters, man. And I, and I thought, man, I didn't want to piss anybody off. You know, I didn't want to be that guy, but we did it, man. I said, you know what, I'm, I'm putting this out and I was a nervous wreck, but, to, but what I found out was that I couldn't believe how the industry embraced me, man. I mean, or the company. And, and I was like, wow, man, I couldn't believe the love we got the first couple of years. And honestly, we respect our competitors. I have, I have. John Renstrom and, and Eric Gar- Garvey's are, are great guys. I've had conversations with them. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, talked. I've talked to the. Uh, I haven't really talked to the other app guys. Haven't really. Um, but you know, uh, Ryan Hampton, you're a great guy. He's affiliated with uh, Pro Mobile. He's mm-hmm. he, Ryan's a great guy. Hell, we talked, and you know, I mean, we're we're just an industry. We all, you know, we have we all have each other's backs. Even though we got products and we're trying to sell stuff within our industry, it's nothing wrong with that. I mean, but you know, we all have a level of respect as well too. Yeah. I think that's important to have throughout the, throughout the industry. And there's, there's, there is a healthy level of respect and there. And there is, um, you also want to win, (laughs) right? You want to have a a bigger, more successful, successful app than mobile tech or X and, and, and they, they do to you too. And I mean, I don't know if you heard this podcast as many, many podcasts ago, but I actually had, um, Keith Cosentino on my podcast. Mm -hmm. A lot of people know that we're, we're, Yeah, we're direct competitors in the PDR market and then in some other ways with some podcasting things to do, but like that we do as well. Um, ner- when I launched my first podcast, Nervous Wreck as well, I totally fully acknowledge that any of those endeavors mm-hmm. that you do, especially if you feel like maybe it could perceived as being stepped on someone's toes or like you're trying to copy somebody or something, it can make you nervous, but um, be who you are have respect for your competitors, know that, know that you have a respect for them, but that you also want to win because <laughs> right, healthy competition, right. healthy. I actually don't even say competitor mm-hmm. as much as I would call it. Keith and bullseye is like a worthy rival. 
because right. I want the competition because it makes me better yeah. when I have that. You know what I mean? If I was the yeah. only one out there doing the old, like the only one competing or whatever, you can, you, that's when you get lazy. That's when you cut corners. That's when I, you, I think, I think all of us, the soft speaking for software, I think we all appreciate our competition. We yeah. all understand we have to have it in order sure. to, totally. you know, to grow and to get better. I mean, we could have sat on version one and just left it and made money off of it, but we, you know, we, we said, nope, we're going to roll our sleeves up. We're going to make this thing yeah, better. And, and now we're planning version three, which, nice. which is coming probably hopefully next year. So, Sweet. but uh, yeah, we, uh, so yeah, things are moving with Dentmate, man. We're, we're happy. We're doing good. We're, we're looking forward to the next mobile tech expo. Uh, I did set a little booth up in Vegas. I wasn't, that was kind of unplanned. Uh, just kind of threw it up there. I mean, uh, matter, matter Maggio from yeah, Get Maggio. A <laughs> We, uh, he let me use his booth and we just kind of set up a little thing, but uh, yeah, Usually we do a good, we do a 10 by 10 at uh, mobile tech expo. Sweet. And, you know, I love going to that and talking to everybody. So, yeah. And so you, uh, in addition to helping the industry that way through the, through technology, um, you also host a podcast as well. Uh, the RWO podcast. Yep. yep. Uh, how did that start? Well, that's a good story too. Uh, <laughs> so, so RWO, I, uh, so we all know Mr. Jim Mitchell, my good friend and, uh, and his, uh, well, him, Michael Casper, they used yeah. to be, you know, they used to work together and stuff. And, uh, so I met those guys, actually, a lot of people think we've known each other for a long time. We actually met a few years ago. Uh, we, I followed them online, uh, love the dent tool freak, uh, the videos they were doing on YouTube. I, I, I love those. They were so funny. And Jim, me and Jim being from Indiana, man, we're just, we got that Indiana Hoosier blood, you know, we're just, <laughs> it's like, we, we just stick together, you know, well, I met Jim a few years ago at MTE. MTE. Uh, we knew each other, but I walked up. We we talked. He came by the Dentmate booth, and we we hit it off really well. And, and Jim's just a great guy, man. We get along so good. Uh, calls me. We, we'll call each other, text each other all the time, and and bounce ideas and things. And anyways, we uh, we were chatting one time, and and I just I, I I've been listening to a lot of PDR podcasts and uh, love love Keith and and Shane and and uh, PDR Tool Time. Love those guys. And I just thought, man. I think Jim and Casper would be great. I think they need a show. They'd be funny. You know, I thought we needed some humor, you know, in, in, in a, in a podcast, not, uh, not just education and, and stuff and, and, you know, good stuff. But I mean, we also needed some laughter and I, and I thought, man, them guys would be great on here. Cause you know, and Jim, Jim started real world PDR.com. And I thought, man, that'd be a great way to kind of implement that for him. So I mentioned this to him and I said, Jim, I think you need to do a podcast, man. Well, he's got so much on his plate. Dude's busy as hell. And uh, he he said, Glidewell, listen, man. He goes, uh, you build it, I'll be on it. Nice. And he challenged and he challenged me. And and I and this is this is right where COVID 2020, you know, there's a little little downtime. We were busy, but a little downtime. And I was like, challenge accepted, sir. I was like, I will build this podcast. So what happened was we went to Mobile Tech Expo uh, in 2020. Me and Casper were a tag team. And we kept thinking, we and him called each other, say, hey, man, we're going to be tag partners. Uh, Woody and Woody and uh, Jim are going to be partners. And yeah. da, da, da. and everybody was kind of doing this wrestling thing. So, and I kept thinking, man, one of my favorite things in wrestling, which I don't watch anymore, but was the NWO, man, with Hulk Hogan and, and Kevin Nash. And, oh, man, that was so cool. And and I said, I love that. And and uh, I said, Casper, let's call ourselves the RWO, man, the real world order for realworldpdr.com. He goes, dude, that's freaking genius. I said, All right, man. <laughs> awesome. So we uh, we did this, we did the uh, the show, and uh, 
the tag team event. We got in it. We wore wigs. We made the, I had the shirts made up, our, our logo shirts. And, and uh, it wasn't a podcast this time. This time it was just, it was just a fun thing to do at MTE. Well, anyways, we do, we compete. And uh, lo and behold, uh, to our surprise, we ended up third place in the whole thing. And, and, and probably, I mean, honestly, you know, you know, Corey, you just, you just, you know, placed in the uh, Las Vegas trials, man. And I mean, it was just a great feeling, man. You get to go yeah, up on stage cool. amongst your peers and, and, yeah. I was so, it was so unexpected. I didn't feel like I deserved to be up there. And I was like, wow, man. And, uh, so these shirts, you know, they said RWO on them, man. And, and, uh, people loved them. They were like, dude, we love those shirts, man. That's so cool. And then, uh, anyways, so starting to build the podcast, kind of backtrack there, me and Casper were talking and I said, what do you, what do you think we should name it, man? And, uh, he goes, oh, let's call it this, let's call that. I said, what about the real world order, the RWO? He's like, dude, that's fucking genius. <laughs> said, keep it going. Yeah, yeah, keep it going. So, anyways, I said, all right, man, we'll call it the Real World Order. So, I I did it all myself, man, just like you did, you know, your podcast. Yeah, I built built everything, you know, kind of learned on the fly, you know, yep. had a website built, learned about, you know, the Buzzsprout. That's what I used to uh, put mine out and, and uh, learned how to edit. I was I was a Nazi with editing, man. I just I don't know, man. There's the creativity side of me got into it and. uh I had a, one of my really good DJ friends make that intro for our uh, podcast, yeah, awesome. and it's a, and he did that. He kind of mixed the NWO theme song up, and it was really cool. And uh, so our first episode was a train wreck. Uh, we had Robert Castile. We, <laughs> that he and not because he was on there. We, we picked a great. We picked a great guest to start out with. Sorry, sorry about that. And uh, we uh, we had a great. You know, we had Robert Castile, me and Casper, Jim. We didn't know what we were doing. I was just doing a trial thing and we put it on uh, zoom video and I put it out and it ended up being the funniest shit ever. We were just laughing and you know, we probably not much PDR stuff going on <laughs> anyways. Uh, we put it out and I went ahead and put that out as our first episode. And I did the dumbest thing, Corey, the biggest nightmare for a podcaster. I put you're not a legend and not you're not a legend. <laughs> <laughs> it's a typo, like right on the front. <laughs> Change that quicker and shit. I had so many messages. Hey, dude, what the fuck? You know? Anyways, I still do that. I still, I still. I know, man. I, I know. Shit, but yeah. so we put, we started doing RWO. Well, Casper, uh, Jim, I don't want to get into that, but they, you know, they, uh, Casper went to Chase Hale. He couldn't do the show anymore. And uh, so me and Jim kind of took it over. Um, we, me and Jim bounce ideas off each other all the time. I love doing the show. I absolutely love it. We're going to do one tomorrow. I had been kind of slacking a little bit but uh we uh you know we we love bringing on uh new guys uh industry leaders you know, as yourself and we we just you know we have a great time man i love doing the intros uh, i love doing the five stupid questions at the end just it's it's good to, oh it's good to, I, I wanted to make a podcast to make you laugh and educate you and that yeah. was my goal and that's what i wanted to be different from the other ones and and then i think we nailed that uh jim's Jim's amazing. He's great voice, great, great speaker. Uh, he has a lot of knowledge of the industry and, you know, I really appreciate him as my co-host, man. I know I build him up every episode cause you know, he deserves that, <laughs> but you know, we, we have a fun time doing the show. So. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, I do love that show. Um, I've been on Thank it. You. I like the, I like the five questions at the end. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Um, yeah, my, there's not tons of humor in my, in my podcast and I fully admit that <laughs> I'm a very serious person <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> Oh man. Well, that's why, that's why, you know, everybody's got their own thing. Cause every, everybody brings their value in some way. Uh, right. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we covered, man, your PDR experience coming through there. You got the dent mate, real world, the real world, um, podcast and, um, 
man, recently I think you have uh, kind of reached the holy grail of PDR, if I can say that. <laughs> yeah, and I opened kind up of a shop, a, right? I kind mean, of that's stumbled. Like, that's yeah, where kind everybody of, wants to get. Kind of stumbled like. into that, man. I, I'll tell you what. Tell All right, so that. we'll go into that. Okay, so as of we talked about 2008 being a year of change for me, correct? Yes. The 2000, we're 2020 for a lot of people, I'm sure was a year of change for me as well. And a lot of other people. Um, so 2020, I, uh, you know, went through a breakup. I was with someone for seven years and we parted ways last summer and, uh, I moved, uh, sold my home. I came back to where I lived, which is about 30 minutes distance, not too far. And, uh, I, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to buy another house. I'm going to save my money and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to open a dent shop. I said, that's what I want to do. It's been my dream from day one and I want to give it a shot. And my initial plan was to, I was going to try to be smart and and clever here. I was going to buy property. I was going to build a, uh, I don't know if you've seen these before, the live-in pole barns, the Barnuminiums. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah, okay. that'd be awesome. Okay, so I had planned this out. I was like, I'm going to buy this Barnuminium. I'm going to yeah, live yeah. in it. Live I'm on the top. We're not going to have a mortgage. I'm just going to pay the rent shop. You know, the it's going to be all the, the yeah. shop's going to pay. Da, da, da. Had this whole planned out and could have totally done it. But right now, prices for materials and property is yeah. out the roof. Yeah. And so I rented me like a little temporary apartment that I'm sitting in right now, which, and, uh, I, uh, I've never rented an apartment for my life. It's actually my first time. And, uh, so it's been weird. It's been different, but I, uh, so I, I'd been tra- still trying to plan out the shop, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And then lo and behold, a friend of mine bought a window tent business that I'm really good friends with a window tent business in town. He's been in business 30 years and he sold his business to another business. And that business moved out of this building. And I, uh, so I'm friends with these guys. I do dance over there. And I started asking, I said, Hey man, what are you going to do with that building? And he said, I'm, well, I'm probably going to move over here. Probably just, you know, let it go. He was renting. And I said, uh, man, I'd be very interested in renting that. It's a two car garage. Uh, it's air conditioned. and nice. heated. Yeah. And it's, it's about 900 square foot. It's not super big. Maybe, maybe a little bigger than that. And, uh, it's got a bathroom, uh, lobby and it's on a busy street uh 90,000 cars a day past the shop so I couldn't have asked for a better situation <laughs> you know and uh yeah and the rent's the and the rent's nice too so how's and, it been uh, going did you find I mean man, you see a lot of success walking traffic yeah, wise just right off well the bat? well I kind of uh see I told you we did about 10 percent retail yeah so what I did years ago i i I listen to Gene Fetty. I listen to a lot of our guys in the industry and I started, you know, marketing myself and I got on Google and, uh, I paid, I had a professional guy do my keywords for me instead of me trying to do it myself. I paid yeah. someone, uh, got all that dialed in. And then, uh, you know, we did, uh, do a lot of, I did a lot of Facebook back in the day. I kind of, I kind of stopped doing it a little bit. We were so busy. I thought maybe I need to just <laughs> stop doing dent videos and trying so hard. And, and, uh, Facebook was a great, uh, platform but now having the shop i'm going to ramp all that back up and uh so i already had a customer base i already had customers calling me from google and uh yeah, yeah. so like every friday i would go to that window tent shop i kind of i kind of kind of tested the waters so to speak yeah. i would have them come there and he he was a good friend of mine he never charged me anything i would fix his dents for free i offered him money he wouldn't take it you know he's yeah. just a good guy and gave me a key to the shop so i kind of played house so to speak That's and perfect. uh and so I started fixing dents there and every Friday I was busy shit. And then Saturday I had to come in on Saturdays and work. And, uh, 
eventually I just knew it was time, you know, to do a part-time shop, part-time mobile starting out. And uh, so far it's been great, man. Last week I, I crushed it. I need, we just put the sign up today. I just got a temporary banner. Put oh, really? Today. Just yeah, just today. Yeah. And, and, and you're uh, already slamming. Yeah. Last week I, well, I did four, four or five jobs and, and uh, work Saturday. And uh, anyways, yeah, we're, we're already off to a great start. I hired my sister. Um, I usually don't do business with family, but uh, my sister, uh, I brought her in and she's going to be my office manager. And uh, she's already doing a great job. She's learned how to estimate, learn how to talk to customers and, you know, know, know what can be fixed, what can't be fixed. She's definitely getting a crash course, but she's been uh, training for the last month. So she's doing good. So what, what's your one tip for somebody who wants to start a shop um, <laughs> that has always had that goal? Because there's a lot of guys that do. Um, I, I would say, man, it, if it was me, I would now some guys do this, but I would probably go mobile first to get to get that experience. Maybe get you some accounts and then down the road, maybe try to do it. Uh, I mean, you could do it starting off the bat. Um, you know, you definitely got to have some money in the bank, you know, just a little, <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Well, to start out, you know, you want to have some money uh, set aside. To, well, you got to gotta have the dent skill, too. Like, you yeah. can't. I, I wouldn't I don't think I'd ever recommend coming right out of right out of school. Yeah, me neither. And, That's what yeah. I'm saying. I would definitely get that yeah. experience either working, uh, working for someone or, or maybe but the guys that are there now, like the, you know, 95 percent of the people listening yeah. that are in the PDR industry that don't have a shop right now. Just what do just, you say? Like, just what do you th- say? Well, thoughts like just from my peers, like Jim Mitchell and yeah. Matt Moore and guys, you know, I've spoke with Jack Bucknell. Those guys, you know, I've talked to them and they all seem very happy with where they're at and what they've done. And, and they all have shops. And uh, Danny, Danny Espinal, I talked to him at Las Vegas and he was the same way. He said, man, I've had a shop for seven years. And uh, they basically, man, that's kind of what I'm getting at. I feel like that's maybe that's our holy grail. That's the happiness. You mm-hmm. know, maybe it's where we're at one place fixing dents and, and uh, you know, doing very well, being successful and, you know, I, I think guys, you just need to you need to find out what makes you happy. If I'm speaking to everyone who's listening, yeah. You know, if if you like doing mobile, then stay with it. Don't don't change. But if you know if you're if you have that if you have that in your mind where you'd love to have your own shop and you would love to, um, obviously I'm still new to it to to answer a lot of the questions about a shop. But um, I do realize now that I am going to be eventually married to this shop, and I know it's going to happen. And I'm going to, I'm going to adjust accordingly, but right now I'm doing part-time mobile, part-time shop is what I'm doing. So that's awesome. Yeah. I think that is a good transition. I just had uh, Eric Patton on several weeks ago and he did the same thing. It was a slow transition from his mobile mm-hmm. route. I, li- I listen to that actually. Yeah. Yep. And I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's a great, I think it's a great way to do it. And I think it's very, I, I think it's still easily accomplished because a lot of people have some um, inhibitions about, putting a sign on the door or putting hours up saying you're here these days and these days and the other days you're not. And I think yeah. that's still fully acceptable <clears throat> in this industry. I think so too. Um, I think, yeah. I think people maybe not will... forever, but for now I think you're okay. Yeah. No, we, we kind of, no, that's why I hired my sister because like yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, I'm not, I'm yeah. not there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure. doing my mobile stuff and, and uh, she's there. She actually, today was the first day we had the sign up and she had three or four people stop by and she was a nervous wreck and she, ah. I told her to FaceTime me, you know, put the dent on the FaceTime so I could see what it is. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. And, and uh, she did fine. She did great. And, uh, you know, we, this is definitely a learning experience. And, uh, you know, if you want me to ever check back in, I will definitely check back in. Totally. I'd be, that'd be great, man. Loved you, I'd love yeah. for you to do that. <clears throat> oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I love it, man. So far, it's been great uh, showing up, you know, in the mornings, uh, 
God, I just love making a cup of coffee and, and cars are already sitting there dropped off the night before. And it's, it's great, man. You That's know? killer, dude. I love that. Yeah. You paint yeah. a good picture for sure. It does get, it does yeah. get exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, talked about your PDR business. You got the Dentmate app, which is obviously mm-hmm. building for the future. The RWL podcast, bringing value to the industry. Mm-hmm. Where do you see this industry going you know, in the future, 10, 15 years from now, how do you see it changing for the better or for the worse? Oh, for the better, for sure, man. Just, just with the, you know, the level of techs that are coming in uh, and the, the toolage, I mean, the tool ideas and things are getting better, the apps, I mean, everything, I honestly, man, 10 to 15 years from now, I think this industry is going to be strong as it ever been. If not, it's definitely going to be stronger, but yeah, dude, I, I totally, I have no, nothing bad to say. I think, I think it's going to be great next 10 to 15 years. That's awesome, dude. Yep. And this is the consensus over basically everybody I ask. So it is cool mm-hmm. to think because it isn't just one person that thinks that. And really, it really is the collective conscious of the entire industry that kind of pushes mm-hmm. it forward. So if everyone thinks it's going to be greater and we're all going to push to make it greater. Um, so that's, that's how I think it will go. Right. So time well, will tell, but I mean, it, let's the, enjoy the, the ride. The online training, realworldpdr.com, yeah. you know, it's, it's speeding up guys. It's getting mm-hmm. guys quicker. I've seen this with poker where I talked about it with online poker, you know, people oh, yeah. were playing that. That's how I got good at poker. And, 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 now we got online training and it's, you know, dent trainer and realworldpr.com, different ones, whatever. Yep. And, and, and it's great because I mean, it's speeding these guys up and, and, uh, and our tooling, I mean, like look what John Vadine's doing, like in, and all these guys, Excalibur, uh, Rick Hummert. And I mean, just mention a couple of many of tool makers and, you know, they're just coming up with these great tools, man, are speeding us up and, and making our job easier. And for sure, you know, and the apps, I mean, you know, I love it. So well, cool, man. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's yeah. a pleasure, pleasure talking to you. It's a pleasure fixing the same door that you fixed at the Dent Trials. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right, Corey? I, I walked past funny. you. Dude, I was so happy for you, man. I was like, Thanks, damn, man. You know, and uh, honestly, I'll t- I will say this. I don't make excuses up, but if I didn't screw up my real dent, I think I would have been a stand-up. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, probably, yeah. Dude. I, I mean, screwed up the rail. I, I one, the it's one little mistake, though. 90 minutes is like, whew, that's a sprint, dude. That it's was an endurance. Tough. It's an endurance race. There's no that, It was tough. I've done the Dentalympics yeah. a few times, and, and that was the hardest that, one that was That done. was a special kind of difficult, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> it was cool enough. Thank you for having me on, man. I really Absolutely. appreciate it. You're doing a great job. Your podcast is amazing, man. I listen Thanks, man. every time I go to Bloomington. So thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, brother. We'll talk soon. All right. See you, Corey. See thank you. you, man. Thank you for listening to another episode of the PDR Coach Podcast. If you got any value from this podcast and want to do something for me, then the best way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast and give me a rating and review. If you want to know more about me, then you can find me on Instagram by searching for the PDR Coach. Or find me on my website at coachcoreyk.com, C-O-R-Y-K.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back next week.